The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Another day of trying to figure out what the hell were they doing with money in RTE. More importantly than that, what the hell were they doing with our money in RTE? Because I've spent, since got out of here Friday, I've spent the whole weekend trying to figure out what exactly was going on, who was pushing cash around, where the cash was being pushed from and to. And in the middle of all this, as Ian Guider, the business journalist, told us on Friday, no crimes were being committed here. There's no question of anything being illegal or or not above board. What the hell was going on with all the money? It was moving around like, like nobody's business. Over and back, invoices here, receipts there... What the hell was... And all to keep Ryan Tuberty highly paid. Very, very highly paid. Look, he's as highly paid as his agent can negotiate for him. But very, very, very highly paid. Like, where was he going to go? There was a big question someone asked me this. I was out socially Saturday night and someone asked me that question. Where was he going to go? Who in Ireland was going to match the kind of money he was on? So where was he going to go? And if they said to him, Ryan, it's that, or take, take it or leave it... Where's he going to go? Um, but those are all questions that I, I don't know if we'll ever know the answer. One thing for sure is we certainly won't know the answer to why D Forbes signed off on all of this. I was listening to one interview Friday with a former member of the RT executive board and he was pressed, really, really O'Reilly, he was pressed a little bit on just exactly who had the final say, the final stamp, the final sign-off on these kind of deals. It would be the DG of the day, Director General of the day, who in this case, Dee Forbes, a Cork woman. We learned on Friday she had been suspended. They couldn't tell us on Thursday because they had to get... And that I understand. She was suspended Wednesday. The story broke Thursday. It had grown into a monster by Friday. We couldn't be told she was suspended because they had to go and get that legally checked out with their people. And that's okay. We'll buy that one. We'll buy that one. You can't just tell the whole world the person has been suspended without taking legal advice on it. Now this morning, we learn she has resigned with immediate effect. She issued a statement a few minutes before 8 o'clock this morning. She said she's the person ultimately accountable for what happens in the organization. She said she's sorry for what's happened and for her part in it. And she's apologized unreservedly to everyone. Now, she also has a puck at the RTE board. She says they've not treated her with anything approaching the levels of fairness, equity and respect that anyone should expect as an employee, a colleague or a person. That's obviously between her and the board. There's no love lost there on this morning. But it is the latest twist in a developing story which has been followed by all of the newspapers, uh, but very few of them, I think, with the, with the diligence of The Independent since since it broke Thursday, in particular uh, with uh, Fiona Sheehan, who has been speaking out very strongly about this and digging deeper into it to see just where are we going. Fiona, the latest twist this morning, the resignation of D Forbes with immediate effect. It, this This story just keeps on giving. Good morning. 
Yeah, PJ, I mean, the, the, the story continues to escalate. I mean, the, the point here is that this is license fee payers' uh, money. Uh, it, it, RTE uh, is not a private company that it can be, that can behave as it pleases. Uh, it is supposed to op- operate uh, in, a, in a climate of, of openness, integrity and accountability. That hasn't happened here. And the explanations that are even emerging now this morning of how these payments to Ryan Tuberty, uh, I'm not going to call them extra, I'm going to call them undeclared because it was the, the public uh, to whom they were not, not declared, just get in- increasingly uh, bizarre there doesn't really seem to be a kind of a satisfactory explanation for from anybody in RT about about how this this came about. So what we know uh, this morning is that D Forbes, the suspended director general uh, of RT, effectively the chief executive of the company, has now resigned in immediate effect, and that's ahead of uh, two Oireachtas committee hearings that were due this week, to which. The politicians were obviously going to demand that that she appear, but mm. I, I just can't see that happening now. She's not only suspended; she's actually left uh, the role, given the previous history of Arachnus committees inviting in people. Uh, I, I don't see Dee Forbes in any way attending uh, these hearings later on this week. She's now effectively D Forbes' private citizen. She can't be compelled. Yeah, she can't, and and you know they have a difficulty with compelability. They have a difficulty with, with treatment of, of 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 witnesses. They would need to engage in a long uh, and elaborate uh, legal process now in order to get D Forbes to appear. So the explanation won't be coming from D Forbes. However, there are, she does say in her statement that there were other people uh, in RT who were across this. So perhaps they will get some adequate. Uh, explanation uh, there. So her explanation basically seems to be we were negotiating a new contract with, with Ryan Tuberty. There were existing contractual obligations there. We were trying to bring about a, about a cut to the stars, pay uh, and also keep him on board. So we came up uh, with, with this process whereby he'd do a few gigs for a commercial partner and he would be paid a sum of money and we'd discount that back to the to, to the uh, to the commercial partner but I mean the the, the heel between the heel and the reel the bottom line is yes and, and this was kept secret uh, from the public to whom and the national parliament to whom RT were saying this is the amount of money that Ryan Tuberty is being paid out of licence fee, fee payers money so there's no explanation from D Forbes about that she she is quite critical of, of the way she's been treated by by the by the RTE board and said that this has had an impact uh, on her health. So I would think that's probably the last we're going to hear from from D Forbes on this. So the substantial questions that remain about how this uh, and why this arrangement was put in place and why it was kept uh, a secret uh, from the public and and the parliament is going to have to be something that's that's addressed yeah. by personnel who were not directly involved. It it certainly though there D Forbes her statement though does shed a bit more light and certainly puts the spotlight back on, on Ryan Tuberty uh, and his agent, whose explanation initially last week was, Oh, this is all to do with RTE accounting, yeah. nothing to do with us. Uh, now it would seem, well, maybe so guys, 
but you're you're certainly aware uh, of the detail behind these payments. Ryan Tuberty then subsequently comes out and apologises for not questioning why uh, figures that were being published uh, quite openly did not match what it was that that he was being paid. So there's certain, I. I I really don't see Ryan Tuberty appearing before an Oireachtas committee, but there's certainly a, a lot more information uh, available if he chooses uh, to come forward and do an interview and be held accountable, which is what the organisation that he works for uh, does demands uh, on a regular on a regular basis. But also probably the biggest thing for Artino at the moment, uh, in terms of their longer term future beyond this controversy, is that any decision uh, on the restructuring of the license fee and RTE's finances uh, has now been parked and now that's a that's a biggie I mean this is going to result in basically meaning that the 345 grand paid to Ryan Tuberty is going to be a very expensive outlay here because apart from the, the reputational uh, credibility and trust damage that has happened here it's now going to mean that the, the question mark will continue to remain over RTE's finances and that is wrapped up in well, politics as well. Fiona, on Friday, my, my listeners were calling here saying, I'm nev- not paying my licence fee again. I'm never paying a licence fee again. We learned of the massive amount of money that comes in from the licence fee. What's the relevance of how it's spent anymore? Do we need concert orchestras? Do we need all these things? And do we need the taxpayer paying for them? I think there there is very much uh, a, a rationale behind the the, the license fee. It's, it's well established here uh, and in other countries. There are things that that it will pay for that otherwise w- would not happen, such as I- ensuring that you do have uh, news, cultural, children's output, and so on. That otherwise wouldn't happen. That that you're you're not going to get the the commercial uh, broadcasters uh, engaging in because because they will say well look you know advertisers aren't aren't all that interested mm. in this so therefore we're, we're, we're not going to do it so yeah there is a, a, a rationale for that the, the difficulty I suppose now that RTE have is and, and government has is that you were already seeing that 10,000 people were brought to court last year for not paying the license fee uh, because it, it is the law now if there's uh, a more widespread uh, attitude uh, amongst members of the public that they don't see why they should pay their license fee if basically RTE isn't keeping it up its side uh, of the bargain then then that creates an, addifi- an additional difficulty for RTE in terms of, of its finances. There is a social contract here ultimately PJ you pay 160 quid in return turn we are expected to be provided with with uh, a level of, of service mm-hmm. uh, to, to the nation uh, trust being a central part of that Th- that trust is now obliterated because basically we've been told that RT has been lying to us for the last seven years you've been digging into this all weekend is Ryan Tuberty the only one and if he is will we find out we're, we're being told that an initial review of the the, the top 10 current earners has found that there uh, are no uh, additional uh, payments uh, at the moment however historically we don't know if that if that is if that is the case so uh, it'll now be the case that rt are going to have to dig back uh, in time and give people a, a full picture a review being undertaken by Grant Thornton, the uh, the accountancy firm, and they will come back and ultimately will will be told then at at that point that that 
there were or weren't uh, hmm. similar payments. There's a curiosity there in terms of seeing, right, was it was anybody else getting a top-up payment here that nobody knew uh, about that wasn't being declared and if it was being done for one star was it being done for another now having said that it may well be the case that that he was the only one and do you think if you were Mr. Patrick Kilty would you be considering your options at this stage Fiona? Well, uh, he was. There was an attempt to ask him about this la- issue last night, and he just cracked a joke. So, you know, the, the people who are paying the hundred and sixty quid are going to be paying uh, his salary. So maybe he needs to be a bit more respectful to them, and everything can't be just laughed off because he's he's a comedian. This is a very serious issue. Uh, questions will now be asked: oh, What his salary? This is license fee pairs money. And do you believe we're entitled to know that before he sets foot onto the set of Studio One? Well, I, th- I, I think all bets are off now. Uh, maybe under the previous rules uh, of of engagement, RT could say, "Oh well, we we publish uh, we publish our figures uh, in line with with protocols that are set down." So you'll find out in two years' time what he's been paid. They lied. So, no, there's no reason to trust RTE anymore here now. So, you know, answers are going to need to be, questions are going to need to be asked and answered a lot more swiftly by RTE. Fiona, thank you very much. Thanks, Peter. Cheers, uh, Fiona Sheehan from the. Uh, actually, the Mail on Sunday had a poll yesterday, very quickly conducted on Friday, with uh, a thousand people asked a number of questions using their usual panel and they asked about Patrick Kilty's salary and they asked the question should RTE in the interests of transparency now publish how much Patrick Kilty will be getting paid for the Late Late Show and I don't mind telling you 91% of people that they asked said yeah absolutely and as Fionn made the point there that's our money he's being paid and we now know that Ryan Toberty was being paid an awful lot more than we were being told he was being paid. And there was money being pushed around and slid around the place. So yeah, before Patrick Hilty sets foot on the set of The Late Late Show, I think we're entitled to know what he's going to be paid. Do you? Let me know. Join the conversation! Call us now. 0818-969696. This is The Opinion Line with PJ Coogan. Coach 96 Here's some of the other questions asked in that Mail on Sunday poll. Should Ryan Tuberty have corrected the record himself? 75% of people asked said yes, he should. He absolutely should. Should payment of the license now be made optional rather than compulsory under the law? That was a 63% yes, 25% no, and the rest were don't knows. Are you less likely to listen to or watch RTE programs with Ryan Tuberty in light of the revelations? That was kind of all over the place. 40% said they didn't watch or listen to Ryan Tuberty. No, 24% yes, 32 I was reading one column over the weekend in one newspaper where it said that Ryan Tuberty's days at RTE may be over. He isn't doing his radio show this week. Um... In, in light of the current controversy, but I read in one newspaper article at the weekend that people may refuse to work with him now because they feel that his credibility and the, of, uh, and the credibility of his team that being connected to him now could damage your own credibility and your own reputation. It's, it's just, it's like, let's remind ourselves again, 
the government was told by RTE in its annual report that he was being paid €440,000 a year. He was, in fact, being paid €515,000 a year. The the difference between being 75000 which was being made up in all sorts of strange and bizarre ways. And one of them being this deal with Renault, and then Renault pulled out of that deal, so they decided to write it off another way, and Noel Kelly... Tobri's agent who collects fees on his behalf was told to invoice this place and put it down to that. It all got very, very murky. And it means really that trust, trust is banjaxed. If you, if you haven't got trust, you haven't got anything. Like there was a, I, I mean, I'm, I'm hesitant to use the word because using it wrongly can land you in trouble in this business. It was a blatant lie put into an annual report to the government. The annual report that RTE is required to present to the government, which must be signed off around the cabinet table, there was a blatant lie put into that report. Now, it would have been the case that D. Forbes, the Director General, uh, would have been the one who had the last sight of that report before it went to the government, or she would have been one of the last half a dozen pairs of eyes to see it anyway. So she would have known that that figure was false. I imagine that the Oireachtas Committee would have loved to ask her about that. She won't be coming in now. She's resigned this morning with immediate effect. That's the latest news in case you missed it. Dee Forbes, who of course is a Cork woman. I think her parents are from Douglas. Strong Cork connections anyway. Resigned this morning as Director General of RTE with immediate effect. We just heard from Fiona and she, and it now means that the chances of her appearing before an Oireachtas committee are virtually zilch. But another person who's been writing about this over the weekend is Alison O'Connor of the Sunday Times. And Alison, I'll start with you on that one. We have been told, have we not, a blatant lie. And the public, the government was told a blatant lie in RTE's annual report. Is there any coming back from this? Good morning. Well, good morning, PJ. How are you? Um, at the right at this moment, it's very difficult to see a way back from, from what has gone on. And I suppose reading D Forbes' statement, and by the way, just to say it to you, D Forbes is a proud Dream League woman. Is she? Um, she is indeed uh, very close to Bantry, um, of which I am a, a proud daughter of. Oh, I'm aware um, of your Bantry connections. <laughs> <laughs> And as you know, there's a big difference between Cork City and West Cork. Indeed. So I just thought I might uh, I, I might clarify that for you. Um, I suppose reading reading the the, the quite lengthy statement here, um, and she's giving some context to that very good story that that John Mooney and Bo Donnelly had in the Sunday Times yesterday. First, getting into sort of how this deal how this deal actually happened, uh, and and what Ryan Tuberty's agent was told to do in terms of invoices and all of that. And there's an interesting line in it where she says that she she did lead the discussions uh, with Ryan Tuberty's agent together with other RTE senior executives. Um, so making clear there, you know, that there were there were there was more than her more than herself involved. And you, your question gets right at the I suppose this sense of the breach of trust that that people feel that how can you 
publish these sums, the the top ten, um, uh, as they were called, the talent in RTE, and that uh, a number of people would have known Ryan Tuberty, his agent, D Forbes, the people who negotiated, that that figure was incorrect, was very significantly understated. Mm-hmm. Have it published, and as you say, uh, appearing before Iraqis committees, etc., and allowing that to go uncorrected. Um, I suppose it depends on where you stand and how strongly you feel as to how far you go in your in your description of that. But regardless, it has caused an enormous amount of damage to to RT, which was already in trouble. And the the concern for me is that, um, like, if you look at RT at the moment, it's the it's all it's it's our colleagues, PJ. Mm. who are running the place, who are doing a magnificent job, despite sort of leadership running around like headless chickens, who over the last few days have been producing excellent quality programs, asking the questions, maybe not always getting the answers. And that's in many ways what's been wrong with RT. We've heard a couple of, of um, heard Colwell Mungon saying on Friday that, you know, you as a staff member, you could be going on a trip somewhere and you'd be hearing back, well, why can't you get a cheaper hotel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or do you need that many newspapers for that program team? <coughs> Excuse me. I heard Ono Bryn, the Sinn Féin TD, over the weekend saying that someone in RT told him, a member of a program team, that they would be asked, uh, "Did you do you really need a bottle of water for each guest? Now, you can imagine that if that's what you're dealing with on a day-to-day basis and you realise that this is what is going on in the upper echelons. And it was very telling for me when RT confirmed over the weekend that the chief financial officer did not know about this deal with Ryan Tuberty. It shows a laxity and it shows why there's a need for a root and branch um, sort of a, a, a complete clean-out, going through everything there. But my worry then, PJ, would be there are some politicians and members of government, some who care deeply about public service broadcasting and how important it is, but there are some, and this really does worry me, who would use this opportunity to get RTE completely under the cosh. And where then lies our public service broadcasting? How how do you mean by that, Alison? What do you mean by that? Because, PJ, I suppose they resent, politicians would often resent having to go out and answer questions. Now, and they'd be right to resent it now. Uh, given given what we've learned, them being held to account by RTE and this an RTE who was not anywhere near meeting the same standards in terms of transparency. So that um, you will often hear that a certain politician or certain minister was really annoyed at how they were at how they were questioned, for instance. And I know from years over, we'll say times of general elections and that they'd be skin and hair flying in the background. Yeah. Um, with RTE about you weren't fair to us, um, you know, why did you put him on, this party got X, and there's a constant power game going on. So my point being that if RTE is almost fatally weakened in that, yeah. and that the politicians have the upper hand, that is not a good situation. Now that's leaping ahead a bit, there's, there's quite a bit to go oh, of course. between. Like, is it possible that this trust be regained, Alison? Sorry, PJ. Can, can the can trust be the regained? I beg your pardon. Can the trust be regained? Yeah, it's a, it's a very. I mean, it's a very interesting question as to what oh, this. Appreciating that there are, you know, there are legal uh, considerations that you have to take into account. But if the public and and everyone keeps hearing from RTE, especially at the media committee, the 
when they appear before the media committee on Wednesday and the public accounts committee on Thursday. If there's a whole line of, well, we can't get into that, it's legal reasons, commercial reasons, mm. they are in serious trouble then. That, there's, there's absolutely no point in, uh, in, even, in even going if that's, if that's the attitude that they're, that they're going to adopt. Now, there's an added complication. There's a perfect storm insofar as we know now that Dee Forbes is gone. But, but Dee Forbes was, was gone, if you like, because she was taken on annual leave before she stepped down. And Kevin Backhurst, the new director general, wasn't due to start to the middle of July. So in that way, the, the person who was to take over the head of the executive board isn't even in situ yet. Mm. Um, but I think it, the, 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 cha- the chairwoman of the board has made it clear that she, you know, she appears to be sincere in her efforts uh, to try and sort this out and sincere in her efforts to ensure that RT does have a future. But you, I mean, you saw, I don't know if you saw Alan Kelly on the news, it was on Friday night, uh, the former Labour leader, and he was basically, his was basically suggesting sort of tear it all up and, and start again. Yeah. So, I mean, everything seems to be on the table. Um, but you're still left with this situation, PJ, where I would say the licence fee issue has been possibly one of the longest running political issues that's on the table that remains unresolved. Mm. And while we're all really angry at the moment, and and I'm sure there are, you know, I God love any TV license inspectors that are out there and knocking on doors. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have fancied it as a job anyway. Um, but how, so I mean, RTE, while all this was going on at the top levels in terms of the, you know, money being dispensed like confetti, it seems, at other levels then the station is in really serious trouble financially. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, there are so many sort of wheels within wheels in this story. And then everybody is just so... So angry. And just you mentioned Patrick Keelty there earlier. Um, and I didn't hear, if you want to say, I didn't hear his response. Mm-hmm. But I'm not even sure, for instance, does RT have tied down the sponsorship? For they the haven't. Next that's season that's the my league. reading of it this morning. They don't yeah. have a sponsorship and being that's, in place. Yeah, that's some, it was, it was talking to somebody on Friday that was, was telling me that. And I mean, that's a huge revenue earner for the station. So that would be another major financial blow. If that's if that's what has happened there, mm-hmm. and you you just I mean PJ, we all just have to think back to the um, to the pandemic, and I know stations like your own, and also RTE, the level of trust that we had, the way we hung on every word, mm-hmm. wanting to know when was the restrictions going to be lifted, what, that's the importance of 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 media that you can trust. And that you tune into, and that you know you're not getting you're not getting false news. And in Irish society, RTE plays a really, really important role on that. So I suppose we don't we don't want to end up throwing the baby out of the bathwater either. No, but what if it should happen? We've been told it won't. But what if it should happen that another member of the top ten money was being pushed around like this? What well, ha- what if it emerges? Yeah, I mean it. From what Adrian Lynch, the acting deputy director general, said, that's not the case, and they're getting Grant Thornton to confirm that. But what, so what I would worry about now would be more if they did. It's clear from D Forbes' statement that they did a particular thing here to respond to a particular situation with barter accounts and that, right? And it involved a, a very, very significant amounts of money. And also, she does can't account for these other amounts where we're wondering about prior prior to that. She says she doesn't know anything about it. That's a whole other tale. So therefore, you may not have it in the top 10, 
But you would have to wonder if you forensically go through RTE accounts, what other, maybe not to do with the top 10 or barter accounts, but what other things were being done mm-hmm. to answer, to, to, to sort out tricky situations. Indeed. Alison, thank you. Alison O'Connor of the Sunday Times and many years ago of this parish. She worked briefly, very early days of 96FM. She worked with us briefly in the newsroom. Thank you, Alison, for that. 0818 96 96 96. Your trust is, is, is gone, I think, in RTE at this stage. I think it's fair to say there's no one listening to this programme right now who trust their figures. Uh, people who need to answer for this are the group of executives who agreed to cover that up. You don't want RTE going the same way as the BBC with political appointments to board level that have completely eroded public trust. Yeah, it's, it's a point, but it wasn't the fact they didn't cover it up. They lied about it. They put 440000 into an annual report to the government as a salary for Ryan Tuberty, while he was actually being paid 515000 No law was broken, as Ian Guider told me on Friday. He said, don't even go there. There was no law broken here. But money was being pushed around, right, left and centre, to get extra money to this one man. Why? And why just him? That's my view. Why just him? We're, we're, we're told that there was nobody else. And I've only ever met Tubbs a handful of times. And I found him a fierce, pleasant fella. Uh, he's very certainly very popular with anyone that goes to a toy show audition. He's a very nice, affable fella. He's done some interviews, particularly with KC and Ross in the morning here over the years. And I've done a couple with him myself. A terrible, nice, affable fella. But, like, is he really the only one that they were pushing money around for? PJ staff at RT are very angry about this. They're worried about their own jobs. The next few weeks will tell all. Dave, you're so right. And one thing I will say is that inside RTE, there are the top 10 and maybe the 10 after them in the top 20 paid shed loads of money for what they do. There are also hundreds of people paid very small money. You've got tons of people working in key roles in RTE who are barely pulling the average industrial wage out of it. That's that's the truth. That's the absolute truth. Corks 96 FM.